This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's be honest, I go for ambition, not look. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. How you doing, everyone? Good morning. It is a daily tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. We're getting closer to the weekend. I'm Michael Jenkins, live at the nation's capital. She is Chelsea Messenger, live in Nashville, Tennessee. Coming up on this Thursday edition, the Milwaukee Bucks have a new head coach. And, oh, you're not. Yes, you're going to believe it. You're going to believe it. It's obvious. At 620, we look at what you may have missed last night in the college game as we look at the top 25 during the 7 o'clock hour. We will put on our fan caps forget about numbers for a second let's just talk about who we're cheering for this weekend in the nfl have a good discussion about that today's schedule in the association is headed your way at 7 20 before we try to win you some cash on our show parlay and during the eight o'clock hour more football alex gold host of cody and gold in kansas city will be along with us along with the chalk donkey chelsea i'm looking at us right now on twitch twitch.tv slash you look like you're going to a dinner party i look like i got some farming to do after the show maybe some maybe some beets that need some tending to what's going on ah yes when your only outdoor activity is walking to the bar sounds exactly (laughs) on brand for you right um, yeah, I'm feeling it today because I stayed up late and watched some of these basketball games last night, but mm-hmm. it sucks. It's such a conundrum when you do this for a living and you love sports, but you got to go to bed early because the Alabama wow. and Auburn game was never ending because, you know, the last 10 minutes of a basketball game or even like the last two minutes on. of a basketball t- game. Yeah, it takes 30 minutes because I told my daughter, she's like, can I watch my show? I said, after this game. And she was like, how much longer? I said, oh, it only has two <laughs> minutes left. And she plays for like 30 more minutes. Oh, no. She probably does not have any like perception of how time really is because she was like, wow, that's been a long time. But it was a good game. I wanted to watch that one because it was a big game for Auburn, who had been really good this season, but this was really their biggest test so far uh, Mm because I don't think they had had like any really big signature win. So I was interested to see that one. And of course, I covered Auburn for three years when um, I was a TV reporter. So I know some of the people uh, down there on the staff. So I wanted to stay up and watch that one, but I'm definitely feeling it this morning. I went to bed a little bit too late. 
Oh, man, I was going to lean on you today. I went to bed early. Well, I take that back. I went to bed late. Early in relative to everyone else, I was in bed at, I think, 9 o'clock, which for me is super late. But you're right. I took a walk down the street, went to the bar. I was there for a drink or two, and Catherine was out in Fairfax at a doctor's appointment. And I was like, well, I just won't see you tonight. I'm going to go to bed, but I'll see you tomorrow. And she's like, you know, if you'll just hang around for a little while, I'll come join you. You just got to hang around. I was like, all right, honey. Twist my arm. So I stayed an extra hour and we hung out. So I got to see her, which was really nice. But normally, I'm not one to go to bed that late. I went home, had some food, went to bed. Not a big deal. But that was late for me, Chelsea. So then when you're saying, oh, it was a late night for me, I was hoping that I could just kind of hand the show over to you, prop my feet up. And just mail it in today. Well, it is a Thursday, which is almost oh, Friday. There was like a, a swift minute this morning mm-hmm. where I thought it was a Friday. Because I think I was bargaining with myself. Oh, and I was like, Chelsea, if you can just get through the show. If you can just get through the show. <laughs> uh, so I don't know why my mind went to this is Friday and you only have one more show to get through. But I had that that thought for like a hot minute. And then the yeah. realization that it's only Thursday was not a good one. So uh, we are off to a super positive start this morning. Uh, <laughs> we'll see if we can turn things around, but don't bet on it. <laughs> yeah, don't put your money on it. You should have put your money on Chelsea's bets last night because Chelsea, once again, your college basketball picks continue to hit. Tell us about it. Yeah, I had a couple of favorites last night. JMU, which if you don't follow mid-major basketball, has been really solid this season uh, in the top 10 of the College Basketball Insider, top 25 for mid-major teams. They were seven and a half point favorites on the road at Old Dominion. So both sides kind of had their reasons. And the reason for JMU is that they are good. They have been fantastic on the road. But the reasons for ODU were very few and far between. They fall to 4-15 and 15 against the spread this year. Oof. So not only are they bad, they're not covering numbers. So a very fadeable squad. So that was a winner. JMU wins 78-62. to 62. Also had Troy minus 8.5 against Texas State. This was a home game for Troy. And this number was growing. I got it at seven and a half. You know, the night before our show, it went to eight and a half and even nine in some spots. But the money was correct and the points did not matter because Troy won it very easily, 78 to 65. Troy's been a wagon at home, undefeated against the spread at home thus far. So a couple of winners in college hoops. Nice job. I had a loser on the ice. Dang it. I love my pick, too. Canucks three-way money line hosting the Blues. Fortunately, I got it at only minus 130 because by the time the puck dropped, it was around minus 155 on the three-way money line. Blues win in overtime, 4-3, to three, so that's my first loss of the week. Whatever. Dogster having a tough time. Blackhawks cracking under five and a hook. I initially liked that, but you never know when two bad teams are going to get together. They don't score a lot, but they also have terrible defense, so... Which way is it going to go? Kraken win 6-2. That was an L. Also, the Dogster had Tulane. Minus 6 at UTSA. And the Roadrunners pull the outright upset 89-88. So for the week, Chelsea, you're great. You're 3-1. and one. I'm 4-1. and one. The Dogster on the struggle bus at 2-5. and five. It is a daily tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. Guess what? The Timberwolves have hired their new head coach. We said it yesterday. Yeah. 
Oh, did I? Oh, sorry, the Bucks. Yes, the Bucks have hired their new head coach after firing Adrian Griffin after only 43 games. And we said yesterday, well, give it before the end of the day. They'll hire Doc Rivers. And that's exactly what they did. Horse won an NBA title with the Celtics in 2008. Has since had 16 straight winning seasons. Got ousted last year by the 76ers after they had a 3-2 lead in that series against the Celtics. Celtics come back. They beat the Sixers. And that's really been the bugaboo of his career. He has 10 Game 7 losses in his coaching career, including five straight. Do you like this hire for Milwaukee? Doc Rivers is a very good head coach. The knock on him is he just can't break through. Well, the problem is in the NBA, it's not what my opinion is. It's what the superstar players think. Because don't we yeah. think that's why, you know, the last coach got fired in the first place? Because it certainly wasn't because of the record. The Milwaukee Bucks coming into last night were 30 and 13, one of the best records in basketball. Even though they talked about the urgency being there for them to improve, especially on the defensive end. And I do agree with that. Because if the Bucks want to win an NBA title, which, you know, they do. They've got to improve the defense. I don't know if it was the scheme. I don't know if it's the players, but I guess the players are pointing at the scheme and saying, it's the scheme. It ain't us. So I don't know. We will see if the defense gets any better. Meanwhile, the Bucs did win their game last night by 10 points over the Cavs, which, you know, there's always some kind of angle that people try to look at and say, oh, well, they're changing head coaches. Maybe this is a team without direction. Doesn't really seem to be the case in the NBA, but I'm interested to see how this plays out because we have seen this exact situation before where a player nudge nudge wink wink got a a head coach fired and they went on to win Mm -hmm. an nba title it was back when the Cavs had i think who was it david blatt and lebron was like "Uh, oh wow we're not having him and they went on to win (laughs) a title so like it has been done and i'm sure the bucks like saw that they're like see it can be done but jenks what do you think of this upheaval and, you know, this lack of, I don't know, solidarity in the last year from the Bucks. I feel like it can't be good for team chemistry. I said this yesterday, but the Bucks just totally screwed it here. <laughs> screwed the pooch. They overthought things. They overthought things. They should have never fired Mike Budenholzer because the Bucks were a wagon last year. And yes, they had a disappointing first round exit. I get that. But that was just an overreaction. When you fire a new head coach after just 43 games and you're coming on the heels of letting go a guy who won an NBA title for you, then you're not doing it right. And and when they look at defense, yeah, you let go of a better head coach. You also traded away some of your roster that made you better defensively. So this is on the Bucks. I think this is on the Bucks more so than Adrian Griffin, but I do understand the idea that if they want to be as good as they can be, there's no question. They've got to be better at defense, and that is one of the hallmarks of Doc Rivers. When you look at how he's coached throughout the years, he generally has very good defensive teams. So not only do you get the guy with the experience and the resume, you get a guy who can fulfill potentially exactly the very – the very aspect of that Bucks team that they need desperately, which is to tighten things up defensively. I'm just wondering if there's something going on behind the scenes that we don't know the T on. 
because I feel like I've heard rumors that some of the players just didn't like this coach. Like, I don't know yeah. if there's anything to that. But in the NBA especially, the star players rule the roost. So, you know, if Giannis or Damian Lillard didn't like this coach, sounds like he's out. So I don't even know if it's the Bucks front office that wanted to make this decision. But you got to do what you got to do to keep your star players happy. That's the name of the game in the NBA. No question about it. Well, you talk about star players. We had plenty of star power last night in Dallas, Chelsea, where the Suns were all over the Mavs. 132-109. The Suns were laying a point and a half. They were minus 120 on the money line. The Mavs, even money. And we got to push at 241. Devin Booker going off in this one. 22 of his 46 points in the third Ooh. quarter. Bradley Beal with 20 points. KD only 12. I thought he would go off. He did not. The Suns matched their longest winning streak of the season was seven. It was also pretty contentious early on. We had seven technical fouls in this one, but the Suns roll, and it looks like they really, like the Clippers, it took them a while to adjust, get healthy, get their guys sort of in the flow and, and accustomed to playing with one another, but here they are playing like most people thought they would play. Right. With that offensive talent, one would think, right? This is a team that has yeah. the talent, certainly to win an NBA title. It's just a matter of putting those three together because we have seen this in the past. A team gets three superstars, but none of them are ever healthy and they don't play together. Mm -hmm. uh, cough, cough, wink, wink, the Nets. But Kevin Durant didn't even have to do that much in this game. Only had 12 points, but when you have somebody who's hot like that, like Devin Booker yeah. is, you feed him the ball and you do what it takes to win. Uh, I think that's maybe sometimes the 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 knock on Dallas and the Mavericks is Luka Doncic always fills out the stat sheet, but individual basketball is not necessarily the key to winning games. Like I'm not put putting it on Luka; it's certainly not his fault. Right. But maybe not a repeatable, you know, model of basketball to win a championship. So we'll see with the Suns. They're certainly gaining some steam. They're heating mm -hmm. up. Uh, you know, to keep with uh, the Suns metaphor, but definitely a team to keep your eye on uh, out in the West. You're right about that, Shell. So the sun's heating up and certainly a, a bright future in Phoenix. Uh, let's go ahead and go out to Golden State now where the Warriors all over the Hawks. 134 to 112. Warriors laying six and a half points. Warriors minus 275 on the money line. The over under at BetMGM. Send me a robe. It's 235 and a half. The over hits. Hawks playing without Trey Young, and it showed he's out indefinitely with concussion issues. Suffered that concussion on Sunday. So Golden State takes advantage. Steph Curry, 25 points in the night. Jonathan Kaminga had 25 points. He also goes 11 of 11 from the field. So he matches the franchise record held by Chris Mullen for shots made without a miss. And Golden State all over the Hawks as seven Warriors players score in double figures. Good win for Golden State. I guess it's just tough to take a lot away from it when you're playing a Hawks team without its best player. Right, but the Warriors will take what they can get these days. It has been That's an true. absolutely brutal stretch for the Warriors. Not only entering the season uh, with the Draymond Green stuff, they've had an assistant coach die. It has just been a terrible terrible stretch for the Warriors so I know that you know the headline being Jonathan Kaminga was really good in this game is not the headline that Warriors fans were hoping for but at this point you just need something to kind of dig you out of that rut like I'm not leaving the Warriors for dead but right now does not feel like a contender in the West yeah it certainly 
looks that way. And it's interesting, too, how we've sort of stopped talking about the Warriors. I think we're finally starting to accept, oh, this isn't a good basketball team. Yes, incredible run, no question about it, but they have a lot of work to do this season. I did find it interesting, right before tip-off, Steve Curry, head coach of the Warriors, told his guys just lose yourself in the game, okay? Stop thinking, stop worrying, drown out the noise, lose yourself in the game. So if we're struggling during this show, Chelsea, because it's a Thursday, I'm going to say, Chelsea, lose yourself in the show, just lose yourself. Coming up here on the Daily Tip Rebecca UL presented by BetMGM. It won't be long before we're talking about March Madness. So let's get you caught up on some college hoops. It is our one on Thursday. Stay right there. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the Daily Tip, presented by Bet MGM, with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the Bet QL Network. Welcome back on a Thursday. It is the Daily Tip for Bet QL, presented by Bet MGM. Our partner in crime is Chelsea Messenger. I am nearly Michael Jenkins. Coming up, the last time. We saw Auburn and Alabama get together. We saw a thrilling finish on the Iron Bowl. What would happen last night on the hardwood? We will talk some college basketball. Chelsea, yesterday, I did something that was really stupid. And I was getting scolded by the lovely Catherine. I've told you about this HVAC problem, whatever, on the roof of my condo. I will not go into that except to say that yesterday I decided, by God, I'm getting on the roof. I'm going on the roof. I'm going to look at this myself. And let me tell you something, in icy conditions, when you go downstairs to a storage room and you pull out a large ladder, look at me, just, is there anything about me that says this guy should be improving anything around the home? No, I'm the guy that says, hey, have you tried turning your computer on and off? Let's go ahead and refresh your browser. That's what I do. I got on the roof yesterday. It was terrifying. I had one of those just single ladders what, I forget what they're called. Just You just lean it up against the building and go. And it was so high. And then I get up there. And because it's been snowing here in D.C., there's ice everywhere. At one point, I was kind of like on my knees like because it was a small little walkway until I got to the bigger portion of the roof. It was terrifying up there. And I went up there three different times to test things throughout the day. And <laughs> Catherine was like, never do that again. Like, never do that. And you know what? She's right, because when I was up there, I was like, what am I doing up here? And going down that ladder was not great. A couple times I felt like I am just due to fall backwards and break my neck. So that's one of those things where I've never been a heights person anyway. I've never been a home improvement guy. But sometimes you have to know your limits. And I feel like now that's one thing I should shy away from. I need to let someone else do that. Yeah, I think even if you were a home improvement person, Anything involving the roof, that's when you call somebody else. Because I know people who won't even hang their Christmas lights on top of, you know, their house. You know, when they do the little icicle lights or whatever, they won't Mm -hmm. even do that just because the risk of them falling off the roof is not worth it. Like certain people, you know, they do it for a living. They kind of know the tricks and they've got the good shoes because that's half the battle. If you have shoes that don't have any traction on them, you know, whoop. 
Uh, so no, oh, so I true. certainly do not blame you. Even though you are dressed the part to look That's like true. you're improving things. You said, look That's at true. me. I said, well, you look like it. You're like those <laughs> girls that absolutely nail the golf attire, but they don't know right. how to play golf. Correct. And I said, well, I got the outfits. I look good, right? And you're like, yeah, you do. Uh, so great. do you want to actually play? No, I'm just going to ride in the cart. <laughs> I, yesterday, you talking about having the wrong shoes yesterday, I swear to God, when I go home today, it is going to be nap central. I haven't had a nap in three days. It's not like me. And I laid down and then I heard like the vibration issue. I'm like, there it is. By God, I'm getting up there right now. And I threw on some house shoes because I didn't want to miss oh. them. And when I know, oh my I know. Gosh. And when I was coming down the ladder with house shoes on, whew, slipping and slide. Oh, sweet death was right there kissing me on the cheek. Like, come on, one false step, buddy, and you're gone. So I'm not going to do that any longer. When you're scaring yourself a little bit. And also, I'm getting a little too old for that. If I had a little more dexterity or maybe some experience, that would be one thing. At 50, I don't need me to climb. And what am I going to figure out anyway? I was taking pictures. I was analyzing stuff. Whatever. I got it done. I'm glad I did it. But I'm not going to do it again. So sometimes it's kind of like when I decided I wasn't going to play basketball anymore. I still love to play basketball. It was my first love as a sport. But unless I'm in super good shape, I don't want to tear an ACL. So I'm trying to balance being in shape and doing things that are active, but also not overdoing it based on being half a century old. Well, I feel like if you're not allowing yourself to play basketball, you no. certainly shouldn't be walking on the roof in house shoes. <laughs> like one of these things seems a little know, bit more dangerous than the other one. Like maybe if you get yourself some better shoes, even though funny story, and I will mm -hmm. remember this to this day and it lives rent free in my mind. When I was a TV reporter and we would shoot our own highlights, I remember looking across the way on the sideline and there was a photog that had on cleats. I'm like, buddy, <laughs> I feel like tennis nice. shoes would be fine in this situation. He yes. had full on cleats on. I'm like, does he think that in order to shoot sports, you have to dress like the athletes? Get on cleats. <laughs> hey, if you need to cut back and get to a shot in time, to make sure he got it for the 10 o'clock news, man, he could cut back. Boom. He's there. Maybe that's experience talking. That or he's going to stomp on somebody's foot. Because I will say, when we had Red Sox spring training, those journalists up there, I would not put it past him to stomp on somebody's foot with metal cleats. It was that aggressive. So maybe there was something in there, but I don't know. It was like Clueston single a high school football we were like oh, yeah. the only ones there so it was like <laughs> brother we drove an hour and a half to get here they have like one mcdonald's in this town and here you are you know acting like you're going to be keeping up you know with tyree kill mm -hmm. with these cleats on so that is something i think about a lot <laughs> cleats you know when i was in elementary school just as a quick aside cleats were popular not to wear during sporting activities. I mean, just in general. I'm not kidding. There really? was a time when, I swear to God, this was, oh, what was <clears> this? <throat> this is the early 80s, mid 80s, and cleats were super popular for a while. And people were just wearing cleats to school. It's like, oh yeah, it's a style, cleats, which is the dumbest thing ever. That's true. Let's talk about something uh, where you don't need cleats. 
I'm talking about college basketball. Alabama edging number eight Auburn last night, Chelsea. You watched this game. 79-75, the final. Alabama laying four, so we get a push there. Bama minus 175. On the money line, total set at 161. The under hits. Mark Sears making two free throws with nine seconds to play to seal the win. That ends Auburn's 11-game winning streak, so the Tide gets their first win over a ranked team this season in five tries. Most importantly, they improved to 5-1 in the SEC, now tied with Auburn for the conference lead. Give me your analysis because you watched this bad boy, I believe, from start to finish. Well, I didn't watch it start to finish, but I definitely did watch like the last eight minutes of this game. And I okay. think the takeaway for me is that Auburn needs to play in these type of games against really good opponents on the mm-hmm. road and games that come get down to the wire because so far uh, Auburn has had an incredible season. Uh, they were on a win streak of, I believe... 11 games coming into this, but I think their best win of the season is against Texas A&M and that was at home. So when you are building your resume and your case for March Madness, you need some of these signature wins. So a road win over one of the top teams in the country, a top eight team, according to Kempom, would have been a nice cherry on top. But down the stretch, Auburn kind of wilted. They had a chance to tie it. A guy got fouled with, um, you know, I think 15 seconds left, shooting a three. So if he had made all three of his free throws, the game would have been tied. He makes the first two, misses the last one. (laughs) They don't get the rebound. And then Alabama goes to the other side and, you know, free throws ensue. So then it was just a back and forth of, okay, they're going to make their free throws. Auburn now doesn't stand a chance. And I think that goes to show how important free throw shooting is as well. When it comes Ah. down to the wire, Auburn uh, came into this game a pretty solid uh, three, or excuse me, free throw shooting team, but so did Alabama. Alabama actually top 11 in the nation when it comes to free throw percentage. So they were tough as nails in this game. This was a rivalry matchup. And also I think... Alabama is just a good team. Like, this was a good matchup between two teams. I don't think Auburn has anything to hang their head about, but still a good test uh, for something that may uh, repeat itself this March. You know what I've missed? A good Chelsea free throw rant. I think that's what I miss most about this time of year when you start talking about college basketball players and making free throws because you're right. Make your freaking free throws. Well, I don't think anybody expected him to make all three, though. Like, if you are that player, do you go in the locker room saying, I lost the game for the team? I don't think so. Uh, Because, number one, it was pretty crafty to get fouled shooting a three. He did, like, the Mm -hmm. James Harden thing where he kind of kicked up his leg. Um, But making two (laughs) of three, it's not something I was mad about. When I am watching college basketball games and they miss both free throws, like, that's when I get mad. But they both, you know, made their free throws. It was a good, solid game. And I went back and forth on whether to play a totalist game. But when, well, I guess you don't bet on college basketball that much. I was going to say, when does your stomach start to turn for some of these totals? Because this was 161, which is a crazy high total for even the best offensive teams in all of college hoops. Because if there's ever any kind of stretch where both teams go cold, which there was in this game, you're not going to hit 161. So I felt like both these teams would feast offensively speaking. Jani Broom had a great game in this one, 25 points, 14 mm-hmm. rebounds. Very spicy as well. I felt like he was going to get ejected <laughs> at some point. He is a very passionate player. 
But still, 161, man, that makes me nervous. And rightly so, the under hit. Yeah, no question about it. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the Big Ten now as we continue talking about the top 25 in college hoops. I'm still educating myself in college basketball. But I'm getting there, Chelsea. Slowly starting to swim. I'm just in the shallow waters right now. Northwestern stuns number 10, Illinois, in overtime, 96-91. The Cats getting four. They are plus 160 on the money line. Your total set at 145, and the over hits. Boo Booey leading the way for the Cats, 29 points. Brooks Barnheiser, 23 points and five rebounds. Illinois missed a jumper at the end of regulation that would have given them the win. Instead, it's the Wildcats scoring the first nine points in overtime to get the win, and that is the second victory for Northwestern this season against a top-10 team. So that will look good on the resume come tournament time for sure. Right, and I think one of my my biggest scares in college basketball is not only betting mm-hmm. those really high totals, but also betting teams on the road. Like, I don't know if it's something that I am just noticing or you even read the quotes after this game and they say it's just really tough to play on the road, especially when it comes to conference play. They had all kinds of jeers for the fighting Illini in this one coming for the Northwestern home side. But you look Mm -hmm. at this game, Northwestern came to this one not ranked, Illinois top 10 and Northwestern pulls off the win. I'm not taking anything away from Northwestern. I am just saying, when you are taking teams on the road in some of these conferences that have a ton of good teams, uh, conferences like the Big Ten, conferences like the Big 12, Jake's Big 12, Texas, they're Great. part of probably the best basketball conference yeah. uh, in the country right now. So I think you tread lightly with some of these road teams in those really good basketball conferences. Yeah, someone was joking in front of mine. We were talking a little basketball, and he said, the Big 12 was going to finish with like six teams in first place, all at nine and nine or something. It's just hyper competitive. So in that respect, a little shame the Big 12 is breaking up, but as we know it, but it doesn't make me too sad, I have to say. Finally, Chelsea, let's head out west. Nevada whipping up on number 24, Colorado State, 77-64. The Wolfpack laying four and a half. They are minus 210 on the money line. The under hits with the total set at 143. Gerard Lucas pacing the pack with 23 points. Keenan Blackshear with 20 as a team. Nevada shoots almost 54% from the field. They improved to 16-4 and four on the season they had a three-game losing streak in there at one point so i don't know a ton about nevada but these teams out west that you know they they run up these really impressive records and you don't really watch them you have to do extra homework to sort of figure out what they're going to do later on in the season because you're just not too familiar with them compared to some of the bigger name teams maybe you are but but i'm not well, I did live live in Reno, so I did cover oh. like Nevada for like a hot second when I was just doing freelance work for them. But I don't think you even had to do that much homework in this game because yeah. there is a very hot trend that was at play in this game. When it comes to college hoops, and that is unranked home favorites against ranked opponents, now 56 and 20 straight up over the last two seasons. And I just talked about the home court advantage that we are seeing in college hoops. That's something mm-hmm. to keep your eye on. That's from uh, Josh Applebaum uh, of uh, Visa, and I wanted to credit him there. But this has been a trend that we've seen over the last two seasons. When you see a team that is the home team, but yet they're mm-hmm. not ranked, but they're the favorite over a ranked team, 
a little red flag in your brain should be going off because this has been super profitable over the last few seasons. Yeah, you keep bringing that up, but I I think it's a point you have to keep hammering home because it's it's tricky, right? It's hard to get your brain used to sort of going against what seems like an obvious play, but you've been killing it with your college basketball plays. So when Chelsea says something like that, pay attention. Colorado now moves to 0-3 on the road in conference play. They have really struggled away from Colorado Springs. Coming up next here on the show, it sounds like an action series in the fall on CBS. Harbaugh versus Harbaugh. But we will get it in the fall because the Chargers now have their man. That is next on the Daily Tip from Beck It's presented by our good friends at Bad MGM. I'm sure they're making me a robe as we speak. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. And welcome back to the show. Daily Tip from Well, presented by Ben and Jim. Now, yesterday, one of these intro beds had actual lyrics. I don't know what's going on there. We didn't have to pay any royalties, so that will work. Coming up next here on the show, Jim Harbaugh has a new home out in L.A. in the National Football League. Chelsea, what is your take just in general on Jim Harbaugh, the man? I'm not saying that you're close with him or you know him, but everyone has an opinion because he seems like such an odd bird. Do you know what I mean? Like, football acumen aside, clearly he's a hell of a football coach, and he wants that ring that he was so close to winning when he was the head coach of San Francisco. But as a person, it's weird for me to hear about players responding to him because he just seems so strange to me. He's just kind of his own entity. Well, nobody cares if you're winning. Like, it doesn't matter how weird you are. If you are going to get a national championship or a Super Bowl win under a head coach, I think mm-hmm. people will start to change their opinion on his personality because that's the the main goal, right? It's not yeah. like you're having to go to get beers with him every night. It is your goal is to win a title, and he gives you a very good shot because think if you're Justin Herbert right now. Don't you feel a little bit better yeah. about your team? Now that you have a capable head coach that is taking a team to a Super Bowl, coming back in the fold. Because the thing is with the Chargers, it's not that they didn't have talent. Because some Mm -hmm. of these jobs that are open for new head coaches, there's not a ton of talent to work with. And these head coaches certainly have their jobs cut out for them. But for the Chargers, they've got some great pieces on both sides of the ball. So I think you have to be excited about what you're getting Uh, and somebody who actually retired a Charger uh, in his last uh, year in the NFL. So I do think it's a good hire, obviously. And now I think all the other pieces will start to fall in place because doesn't it feel like the rest of the teams are waiting to see where Harbaugh goes? 
and where mm-hmm. Bill Belichick goes. Because it does feel like it's been a little bit slower, right? And announcing yeah. some of these hirings. Yeah, I I agree. Teams are definitely being more methodical than I thought they would be, that it feels like they normally are this time of year. And it really is, from a leadership standpoint, I always find it interesting how a head coach, it could be a news director at a station, any sort of person in a managerial position can make such a difference. Because no matter what your job is, whatever your trade is, at least for me, I know when I have someone that I like that I want to do better, I'm more loyal because I'm like, hey, you're a great person to work for. I've worked for plenty of people who aren't great to work for, so I want to make sure I do a great job for you. I'm sure we've all had – I've had a couple – it was really early in my career. I mean, (laughs) terrible bosses. I told you about that one guy who was on Tiger King that was – my boss at my first station and my phone was blowing up when he appeared and he was the guy that told me the direct quote is Michael you suck you're never going anywhere and management hates you and I was like all right well thanks Rick (laughs) I I was like okay I was a kid it's my first job I was like okay and then I was I walked out of that office and I thought I got to get the hell out of here I have zero allegiance to that guy But, of course, the flip side is you have someone who's supportive and you want to work harder for them or you have more loyalty. You want to see them succeed. So in any profession, and especially NFL, we just saw it in the NBA, right? We're hearing those rumors that the Bucs didn't really like Adrian Griffin. And now we have a Chargers team that needed new leadership. And here they are. They have a guy who has had success in the NFL. The last time we saw Jim Harbaugh, it was in 2014, coaching the Niners. And listen, he went to the Super Bowl in 2012. He went 49-12-1. I mean, he was really good in the NFL. And he gets a five-year deal after coaching Michigan to a national title. So I think this is a great hire. Oh, I think so, too. And again, I'm not sure if the the players will like necessarily like him that much. But I think yeah. they are ready for a change. Like, doesn't it feel like if you're on the Chargers, you're probably exasperated the way that things have gone. So you're probably ready to do anything if it means winning football games. Because I do find his personality a bit odd. I do think Mm -hmm. it's more tailored towards the college game to where the coach is like the biggest personality on the sidelines and the coach is really put on the pedestal and it's less about the players Mm -hmm. and it's more about the big names at head coach. Because think about college football programs. You think of the head coach. You don't think of... You know, usually the guys on the field, unless it's somebody who's winning like a Heisman or something. And Mm -hmm. even so, most of these big names in college football, you know, are bigger than the guys that are winning the Heisman. So we'll see if it pans out. But again, there's a ton of talents for the Chargers. But the only thing is they play in a very tough division. They are playing in the same division as the Kansas City Chiefs and another very good head coach in Andy Reid. So we'll see how it pans out. But I feel like it can't be much worse than what we've seen for the Chargers. Like, this is the opposite of, you know, filling in the footsteps of guys like Nick Saban. It's the opposite. Because, you know, when you come in after a head coach that's been really good, it's really Mm -hmm. tough. But when you come in after a head coach that's been really bad, you know, the bar is really low. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And when the bar is low, that's when you want to slide in. It's like singing karaoke. You know what I mean? If someone goes mm-hmm. up and they just absolutely knock it out of the park, like some woman gets up and sings Celine Dion, like, 
she was a professional backup singer at one point. You're like, oh, God, I don't want to follow her. And then you get someone up there who absolutely just trashes it and they're awful and they're off key and they don't know it. You're like, yeah, I want to follow that person. I'm immediately going to sound better by comparison. So it's kind of a similar idea. When the bar is low, that's when you swoop in. And the Chargers are interesting, Chelsea, because they do have talent. They're a little bit older, but they still have a franchise quarterback in Justin Herbert. And obviously, if you're an NFL head coach, you have to believe that's the one thing, the first thing that you look to. Who is your quarterback? Can I win with this quarterback? Because once you have that piece in place, then you can build around that guy. And Justin Herbert is still great, and he's still a guy who is talented enough where he's got a long career ahead of him. So you've got the most important piece of the puzzle in place. Now it's time to start building the franchise back up. And honestly, having a different head coach outside of Brandon Staley is probably good at a bare minimum for at least like two more extra wins a season. Seriously. Right. I think the bar is at least, hey, just don't blow 28-point <laughs> leads or whatever the Chargers <laughs> right. have been doing to earn the moniker of, oh, they're charging again. So maybe it'll yeah. mean something different this year. But also the fact that Jim Harbaugh was a former quarterback himself, I think is a great thing when your most important piece is your young quarterback that certainly mm -hmm. could use some direction. So I do like the hire. Now we'll see if all the puzzle pieces start to fit into place because we still don't know where Bill Belichick's going, right? Yeah, still hanging around. I don't know what's going to happen to him. Hanging also, when around. you mentioned that you're hanging around, waiting for one <laughs> more shot, waiting to cut a hole in a sweatshirt and go somewhere. Although I will say when it comes to Jim Harbaugh, people forget when the Chargers were in San Diego, he played for the Chargers for a couple of years. I remember yeah, that. Played with he the retired Colts with them. Yeah. So he was out there at the end of his career. So I understand they're in L.A. now, but at least there's some sort of connection. They're always like that. How many times do you think in the fall when you're watching an NFL game, they're going to show Jim Harbaugh on the sidelines and they're going to split screen and right up next to him is going to be a picture of him frozen in time in a Chargers uniform playing quarterback. You're going to see that a billion times in the fall. Well, that's better than him in khakis all the time or him with his shirt off. <laughs> Remember oh when God. that picture was floating around? Like, I don't want to see any more of that. So I am totally fine with the flashback photos. Like, he should have done, like, a national signing day announcement mm -hmm. where he has, like, engraved khakis, where he chooses the khakis. And then engraved. for Bill Belichick, he could do, like, the, the cutoff sweatshirts where he has the sweatshirts in front of him. Yeah. Why don't we do more decisions in life and sports like they do on National Signing Day? We should do that. Like just going out and shopping, stuff like that, and we're just following around, like what's he going to go for? No, like if you are, you know, fielding job offers, say you're like the best accountant around and you're looking okay. for firms, you're saying, listen, I'm going to hold a press conference. Will anybody come? Probably not. But I am going to have, what's the instrument that accountants would use? like a calculator, I'm going to have a calculator with each logo on it in front of me and I'm going to choose it. And that's how all of you will find out where I'm taking my talents. Like what if we oh. all acted like divas like that? That would be awesome or exhausting. Would it? Uh oh man, it would be exhausting. Oh, I don't know. That's like the decision with LeBron James. The worst thing to come out of that was I'm taking my talents too. The fact that today in 2024, when you see a college recruit, and they have the big announcement, you know, the big to-do. They've got the hats in front of them in the high school gymnasium, and everybody's waiting, and it's live streamed. 
I've decided to take my talents to Alabama University. You're like, oh, God. Oh, you're no. So close. Yeah. University of Alabama, sweetheart. They do that all the time. All I think that's the, the most frustrating yes. thing. But you're right. It's part of the lexicon. It was such a culturally important event that now we say mm -hmm. it in everyday talk. I just said it there. Uh, I was thinking, what are mm -hmm. some things like that that have infiltrated the lexicon? Because I think the one that also I think about a lot is the suck it that came from wrestling. And now everybody says it. It's crazy. They do? I mean, You're hearing suck it all the time? Sucks. Like this sucks. Oh. Like didn't that. I thought you. I thought you made people walking around just saying suck it all the time. We, we said it. Joel and B does. Way before wrestling ever used it. Yeah. If well, it's maybe this just sucks, to suck it. That was pretty, just, pretty yes. popular. Yes. You got to stop hanging around those high school kids sledding in your neighborhood, walking around Joel saying suck Bede it all the time. Joel does this. Uh, Joel Embiid has like a mixtape of him doing the suck it celebration. And this is in the past year, I think. It's what is a 3-6 Mafia song you told me I need to listen to? Oh, yesterday? it's Crime Mob. And you didn't listen oh. to it, Jenks? Eh. I was on a roof. I was listening to Waylon Jennings, thinking about the end of my life. Knock if you buck. That's what it is. <laughs> Should have listened to it. I'm going to do that. Coming up next year on the show, forget about the spreads, the totals, the props. Who you cheered for on Sunday and why? Let's talk about it. It is a daily tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Hour 2, coming your way next. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM, weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.